Welcome to Her Fancy Football, take two. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fancy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFancyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we hand or we'll give you our four ingredients on our fun, free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. We tried recording this show a little bit earlier, so if you're watching us on YouTube, we're back. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's only almost 3 a.m. in the Eastern, uh, Eastern time zone, so we're going to make this piffy. Get them out of your lineups, guys. It's a lot of teams. Teams on by Los Angeles Rams, Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Baltimore Ravens. Dun, da, da, da. Wah. Wah. In reality, though, I mean, there's only two teams that really have players, so it's fine. Yeah, well, I was actually looking at my thing. I was like, oh, I don't have that many players to switch up. I didn't have anybody. <laughs> Three. This <laughs> week. I was like, oh, okay. I have Antonio Brown in a league and an OBJ in a league, but um, that's it. So Some could have Gurley. Some would have OBJ, like you said, Ajayi. Tannehill, obviously. Whenever I say Ajayi, <laughs> I think of Acai. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Uh-oh. It's yummy, so this is a good thing. Boom. There you go. Well, let's get into the football, shall we? Thursday night game, the Jacksonville Jaguars 2-4, and four, the Tennessee Titans 3-4, and four, and I will have to say the Jacksonville Jaguars no longer have any must-starts this week. So Allen Robinson, I would have ranked him even lower if I could. I have him ranked number 27. Listen, Robinson has only caught 50% of his targets this season. He only caught two of eight targets last week. This makes two bad games in a row against easy defenses. So, yeah, this is another good matchup for him that I'm not playing him. Okay? I'm not. I get it if you're in deep league. You probably have to play him. Sure. Fine. But, guys, it's not good. And, And looking forward for everybody on this team, if you own any of these players, they're matchups get tough towards the end of the season in week 12 they play buffalo week 13 denver week 14 minnesota week 15 houston that is not good for the fantasy football soul (laughs) this week i will say marquise lee and alan hearns are both sleepers flyers whatever you'd like to call them you know marquise lee is going to catch his targets which is great his percentage is fabulous he averages uh, six targets. He catches um, five targets. So it, it, it's very it's very good. You know that that is going to happen. Um, he did just see his first 100-yard game. He still hasn't found the end zone, though. As for Alan Hearns, um, he's only found the end zone once this year. He has yet to have a game over 75 yards, but he does average 7.5 targets a game. So you have people on by. You know that these people are at least are part of the game. What they do with those targets, I can't tell you. But in PPR, at least you know that they're there. 
Julius Thomas, he's listed as questionable. He's questionable for your roster right there on the cuff at rank number 12 um, for our tight ends. Yeah. It's tough out there for tight ends, you guys. It really is. He did I find the end zone lower. last week. Couldn't I know. He did find the end zone last week, so that is good. Um, so it's a good thing he's a tight end, not a wide receiver, because he might just be good enough. As for the bench, you guys, Blake Bortles is bad this year. Bad, mm. really bad. Uh, he's really struggled since his, his bye week, and I have to tell you, he has the exact same fantasy points as Ryan Tannehill. Not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> I think you all know how we feel about Tannehill. As far as TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory, you guys, I'm not starting either one of them. I don't like either one of their um, – the way that they timeshare, they, it's just not good. Okay, and the Titans are actually decent. They give up the tenth fewest fantasy points to running backs. So for me, they're on my bench. If you have to play one, it's Ivory, um, and of course Jacksonville defense. It's a great matchup. I get it. No, they're last in the league. Two, of course, the New Orleans Saints. Titans. So this one can be pretty quick. Demarco Murray. You are playing him week in, week out. You don't care what matchup, who they're playing. He's one of the few solo running backs in the league, and he's on fire. He's solid. You're playing him. Now, Delaney Walker is an interesting one because he had 84 yards off eight targets. He caught seven of them and a touchdown, but he did suffer a chest injury. He is no longer um, on the injury report, which is the good news, but it's a tough matchup where Jacksonville actually gives the fifth fewest points to tight ends and he's a little bit dicey so he's been pretty hot and cold all season but the reality is you probably do not have any other tight ends with more upside than delaney walker so he may not do great for you but you still have to play him so he technically still falls in the must start category unfortunately because of that now marcus mariota had a great game he was 20 for 37 for 232 yards, and he had two touchdowns. And we told you he was in a nice little stretch with some easy matchups. Uh, this is a you know a mediocre matchup. Jacksonville gives up the 14th most fantasy points, which just makes him a very average defense against quarterbacks. But it is going to get a little bit harder in a couple weeks here. So if you need to stream, these are the weeks that you stream Mariota, and then you're going to need to kind of tail him off because his, does, his schedule does get a little bit more difficult. Now, Rashard Matthews is somebody that, didn't do great. He only had 37 yards, another very hot and cold person. Um, but the Jacksonville gives up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So if you're looking for someone that's going to have potential upside, Richard Matthews is someone that you could possibly plug in this week. If you got a lot of giants on your team, um, maybe some Steelers and you need someone that's a potential upside, Richard Matthews is someone that you can look at, mm. but do not look at Tajay Sharp. I've said it for weeks now. He is doing horrible. He did have a sprained knee despite playing a surprisingly large amount of snaps. He was 61 of 74 of the offensive snaps, which is a little bizarre for someone who's got a sprained knee and who hasn't been producing for your team for weeks. I'm not sure what the coaching decision there was, but he did not practice on Monday. Uh, so the status is kind of a, we don't really quite know what's going on with him. Um, I don't love it. Stay away from Sharp. And we have another London game. 9.30 Eastern, wake up, set your lineups. The Washington Redskins, 4-3. and three. The Cincinnati Bengals, 3-4. and four. I'm disappointed. This is our second round, and you still didn't sing Fergie. <laughs> no. You're the only sing one it. that immediately Go comes to mind with Fergie. London, London, London. <laughs> London, London, London. There you go. Is that good? Is that good? <laughs> it's a <laughs> song. I don't know if I know it. It's a... Uh... 
old though. You would know it if you heard it. <laughs> well, Washington. Kirk Cousins had a bad week one, but since then he scored 17.8 fantasy points per game uh, as an average. It's nuts, you guys. He's got this really high floor. Uh, this is a great matchup, actually, because Cincinnati gives up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, which surprised me. It might surprise you. Throw them in. Throw them in. And Jamison Crowder is listed as questionable. Should be fine. He caught seven of his nine targets last week for 109 yards against Detroit, getting a lot of work in the slot. Detroit's often or defense is terrible, uh, but still, I'm playing him this week. Must start for me personally, and he's still available in a lot of leagues. Yeah. I mean, I picked him up a lot of places. I know my husband picked him up a lot of places because I kept being like, dude, go get Jameson Crowder. He looks over his stats and goes, wow, I think this guy's for real. I was like, yeah, yeah. I also do this for a job. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, hello. Anyway, sleepers. Josh Doxson went on IR on October 21st. That means he's going to be out for eight weeks. That means if you are not playing Dynasty, get him out. Get, bye. I do love Josh Doxson uh, rest of career. I guess not rest of season, rest of career. But uh, it is what it is. Vernon Davis is also questionable with a groin injury, likely to play. Last week he caught six passes for 79 yards. If Jordan Reed does not play, you do play Vernon Davis. And actually I like him a lot better than a lot of tight ends this week. So he might be available. And Jordan Reed is questionable. Supposedly he is uh, in the final stages of concussion protocol. You have to get cleared by going to an independent doctor. He did that last week and was not approved. He's going to do it again, but we'll know by Thursday because they have to get on a plane to go to London, London, London. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, At least he won't be a game time decision because those are the worst. No. Yeah, they are the worst. So he'll either be in London and playing or not. Or he'll have a setback because that's what keeps happening with this poor man. Anyway, Chris Thompson and Rob Kelly can be considered because, well, first of all, Matt Jones is questionable. He did not practice on Wednesday due to a knee injury. His fumbling issues also have him in the doghouse. Thompson got 12 carries last week and went 73 yards and also caught seven passes for 40 additional yards. Seven passes. Wow. Yep. However, if Matt Jones doesn't go, Rob Kelly is actually uh, going to be a much larger part of this offense than you think. He's going to be the traditional ball carrier. Uh, he's an undrafted rookie who had a nice preseason, but we don't want, know much other than that and that he had one catch for a yard and a touchdown last week, and so far he only has 17 carries on the season, but he's averaging 6.1 yards per carry, so... Uh, upside maybe. So he's also someone that later in the week, depending on what happens, could be an ad. And also questionable, Deshaun Jackson, hamstring and shoulder. He hasn't had a game with over 55 yards or a touchdown since week three. Um, Bench. Bengals. So Andy Dalton had a great game, which we thought he would. Uh, he was 19 of 28 for 308 yards and two touchdowns, including the one very glorious Hail Mary to AJ Green that we'll discuss shortly. Um, he's someone that you can stream. It is a tough matchup, uh, is the fact that, surprisingly, the Washington defense has only allowed one touchdown, max, uh, out of the last six games to opposing quarterbacks. Crazy. So that's interesting. Now, can my red rifle break that pattern? I think so. I think so. So I think you can go ahead and stream AJ, uh, excuse me, Andy Dalton. 
AJ Green, uh, they've got some good matchups. So this is why I think Andy Dalton's going to be able to do this because not only do they have AJ Green on this team, but they've got Brandon LaFell, who is also playing really great. So AJ caught all of his eight passes for 169 yards. Uh, and one of those was that 48-yard touchdown that was the bomb in the end zone. And he had this amazing catch, just bringing it in and catching it out as he's falling like three defenders around him. It was amazing. Uh, it was great. But Washington has basically given up a little bit less than 100 yards to so, um, five different receivers thus far this year and AJ Green is one of the top receivers in the league so I think he will also be able to get around 100 yards and I'm sure at least that one touchdown and will throw and Ben Lafell might get that other touchdown because he is a legit option here he is legit he was four or five for 83 yards and a touchdown he's been doing really really well over the past few games he's someone that you definitely can think about and is not 100% owned in a lot of leagues so Go search for Brandon LaFell if he's not out there. Now, on our part take of this, I went on probably a 10-minute tirade about Jeremy Hill, mainly just because I was angry because he's on my team. But I do want to tell you to be a little bit nervous because he did have a lot of yards, a lot of yards, but he really only he had nine touches, only nine touches to get the 168 yards off of it, which was completely ridiculous compared to what Giovanni Bernard had, whereas he had 17 touches. So the ratio is off there right now. Bernard is getting the bulk of the carries. So still don't get panicked about Giovanni Bernard. You can still play him because right now the past three weeks, he has had at least 15 touches each week. So he is still the one that's getting the carries. So do not be afraid of playing him. And I just have to mention Tyler Ivor because I know he's somebody that you guys are thinking about. He only had one catch for nine yards. And Washington's got a really tough matchup to give the 12 fewest points to tight ends. But if you've been holding on to, to Tyler Eifert this entire time, you're playing him because you, why else did you hold on to him? So, but my issue is with again with a team that's only allowed one touchdown, is Tyler Eifert going to be one of the guys that gets some? I just don't know. I don't think so. I hope so. And Brandon Lafoy, Lafell, Lafoy, Lafoy. It's uh late, and I'm just sad that no one got to hear your Jeremy Hill rant. I, I mean, another too. time, another time, another time, another week. It'll be there. It will be It'll there. Be there. It's, It'll be it's there. It's Jeremy Hill. Uh, let's move on to the 1 p.m. Eastern games. Kansas City Chiefs four and two with the Indianapolis Colts three and four. You literally have one must start on this team right now, and that is Spencer Ware. And I do not want anyone to be nervous about the potential Jamal Charles situation. Spencer Ware is the bell cow right Sad. now. Jamal Charles is still not healthy. I'll get into him in a second here. But even when he's played, Spencer Ware has still gotten the bulk of the carries. He got a 77 yards off 17 carries last week, plus an additional 54 yards in the air and a touchdown. And this is a great matchup. The Colts give up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. So there should be no fear with Spencer Ware. He is green light go and will probably have one of the best weeks in the league. So feel good about him. Alex Smith is someone that you could stream probably have better options. He had a pretty good game last week as uh, Brandon and Courtney both projected that he would have. Woo! Um, yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> Alex Smith. That but, Russian touchdown, baby. But I have to bring it down because he has mm -hmm. thrown for fewer than 25 passes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter how they get their fantasy points. Mm -hmm. As long as they get them. It's a little concerning, but it is a good I'm match. The, I'm doing the Hillary Clinton shimmer. The shimmy. Shimmy. <laughs> I always think of Shaq, mm -hmm. that little meme mm -hmm. you see of Shaq. When, oh, yeah, that little meme of Shaq. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think of. What was that from, like, uh, one of the Gold Bond commercials, maybe? 
I don't know. Oh, um, so good. So good. <laughs> I'm all, I want everyone to shimmy. There should be a yeah, Trump shimmy too. We should all just shimmy. Well, shimmy, let's hope shimmy, he shimmy he shimmies for you because it's a pretty decent matchup. So uh, we'll see what Alex Smith can do. And they finally let him air the ball out a little bit last week. That was surprising. I was like, oh my gosh, he threw for more than 10 yards. Tyreek. Yeah, well, yes. So Tyreek, I'm going to tell you right now, do not go pick him up because he had one great play. That is not common, especially in this offense. Jeremy Macklin, their top receiver, can't seem to get past four yards every week uh, last week. So don't don't play him, as I've already told you. Travis Kelsey is dicey. He only had two catches for 24 yards, and he hasn't been performing well the last few weeks. But if you're going to play him, this is the week because the Colts give up the eighth most points to tight end. So if he's going to bounce back, it's on delicious matchups like this. So look for Travis Kelsey to bounce back. We already talked about Jamal Charles and the fact that he really – he didn't play much last week because he, his knee just didn't feel right. There was swelling. Uh, he's been limited in practice. It doesn't look like he's going to be unleashed anytime soon. So, again, do not put him in your lineups. I would say no. And I already told you to not play Tyreek Hill because, again, one-hit wonder. Don't do it to yourself. The Colts. Brandon. Andrew Luck has become a must-start. Uh, even though uh, he's always under pressure and he should probably be dead by now, he is definitely someone who continues to get 20-plus fantasy points, so get him in your lineups. T.Y. Hilton, hello. Hello. Knock, knock. You're so awesome. Say he scored a touchdown <laughs> in four of his last five games. Frank Gore, slow and steady, man. If 13 points is your jam, he's your guy. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll take 13 points. 20. Absolutely. He's never got 25 points, but he's always a solid double digit. Thanks, Perfect. Frank Gore. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Liz, you know, only four touchdowns of the season, but six teams on by. What are you going to do? Sleepers, Jack Doyle. Last week, he was a beast in an early, easy matchup. Easy matchup. And he didn't have any competition for targets. Now, this week, he goes up against the Chiefs to give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Also, it looks like Dante Moncrief is going to get back into the lineup this week, which is going to definitely take away from some of those Jack Doyle targets. Dwayne Allen, though, is still doubtful due to an ankle injury. Um, he's week to week, so at least those targets will still go to, towards Doyle. Moncrief, uh, as I said, officially listed as questionable. He has not played since week two due to a shoulder injury. Watch those reports, but uh, technically the Chiefs gave up the second most points to opposing wide receivers, so something to watch. On the bench, Philip Dorsett didn't do anything when Dante Moncrief was out. Why do you think he would do something if he's in? He's also questionable with a hamstring injury. And Chester Rogers is the best name in the league, but you're not playing him. Bye. Bye. Arizona Cardinals, three and three and one. And the Carolina mm. Panthers, one and five. Holy mackerel, three and three and one. The one is what just <laughs> killed me last week. Oh, man. Kicker so meltdown. Melt so down. I loved it. Oh I my love gosh. defensive games Seeing like sad little Chandler's face just sitting there on the sidelines and then Hauschka misses and it was like this glimmer of light in his eyes. Like, it wasn't just me. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I was. It was like, oh my oh my God. God. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if Stephen Hauschka's missing, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, it's bad news over there. But uh, David Johnson forever. I have a trapper keeper, and it has him in it instead of the new kids on the block. He's great. I've become Perfect. an adult. He's the only uh, person on the field last week. 
He's the only He's person on the field pretty much every week. And the awesome. good news is that I don't care what matchup it is you're playing him. I told you that I didn't like Carson Palmer at the beginning of the season. I said that his passes didn't look right. He has not been a strong quarterback candidate for fantasy owners. He's questionable, limited at practice due to a hamstring injury. This is a great matchup, though. Carolina gives up the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. If you held on to him, you have to play him. So uh, at least there's a glimmer of hope this week. He's only thrown two touchdowns, though, in the last four games. Carolina also gives up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Larry, let's just talk about this wide receiver, shall we? Let's just talk about him. Talk about them all. Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> started off the season with two big games, but he actually – and he, it, it's weird. He had a big game with Drew Stanton, and then it kind of fell off a cliff here. Um, he's never had less than seven targets in a game, though, so I think you have to start him because he always has upside. Uh, John Brown is questionable uh, for a hamstring injury again. Yeah. Uh, he had to miss last week's show due, due to a – last week's show, last week's game. It was, it was a show. It was our show. Well, it was a show. It was, it was a, a show, show for Chandler – Kenton Zaro. But, <laughs> it was a um, PBS show. And Hashka. Real yeah. slow moving. Real <laughs> slow moving. So it actually, it made Downton Abbey look like Die Hard. And it was yeah. fine. But uh, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, he had to miss last week's game due to sickle cell trait in his leg. Like some sort of like blood clot. I don't know. It's very weird again don't play in altitude please makes me so cranky however he should be active this week that's what they're telling us he had a big week in uh week four when he put up 144 yards but not much sense and no touchdowns so far this year which leads us to Michael Floyd, whose imperfections have been covered by touchdowns. He only has three on the season, but still that's, you know, decent compared to everyone else. It's been every other week. So if you look at the pattern, to be fair, this is his week. But uh, at the same time, he has yet to go over 65 yards all season. J.J. Nelson had a nice game. John Brown's back, no go, and don't look for a tight end. All right, the Panthers. Listen, the Arizona – Cardinals defense is much better than their offense. So this is going to mm. be a little bit of a tough road for Carolina Panthers. That's one and six. Mm. Uh, Greg Olson. though, we have him ranked number two. Listen, you're not benching Greg Olson. You can't do it. I know this is not a great matchup. In fact, Arizona gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but who do you have better thing better than Olson? You tell me, you tell me. Zero you can people. give me an honest comparison on Twitter. I'll consider it. But other than that, you're starting him. Calvin Benjamin, uh, you know, again, Benjamin hasn't found the end zone since week four. This is a tough, tough game for him. I would not expect more than seven fantasy points. And if seven fantasy points is enough for you to play Calvin Benjamin, then you should play Calvin Benjamin. But it, I can't tell you it's going to be any more than that. I'm going to put Cam Newton in my sleepers, even though we have him ranked in the top 10. I just can't do it, you guys. If you have a solid quarterback, too, I would consider playing him over Newton. Arizona has given the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They have yet to allow a quarterback to throw over 300 yards and have given up only five passing touchdowns on the season. Mm. Russell Wilson only had 8.7 fantasy points last week against Arizona. So, yeah, it's rough out there, you guys. Um, he's been rough Arizona all year himself. Almost in that category of the Minnesota and Denver when it comes to teams. 
Jonathan Stewart, another tough matchup. The Cardinals give up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. They've only allowed four rushing touchdowns this season. I know he had a huge game the week before bye, and he should be close to 100%. So if you need to play him, I get it, but I hope you have a better option this week. Carolina's defense, listen, either they're going to get zero or they're going to get 15. It's mm. one or the other. If they can keep the defensive points that you automatically get at the beginning of the game and hold them to field goals like other people have, then they can have a good game. But if David Johnson gets away from Carolina, they will fall apart real fast because Carolina's defense has been awful this year, absolutely awful. So it is a risk, but it could pay off. Could also possibly get you negative points. It has happened to teams. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Oakland Raiders five and two. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers three and three. I can safely say you should not start either of these defenses. Am I right, ladies? Oh, yes. you're right. You're Am right. right. So it's going to be a high-scoring game, which is really exciting for fantasy owners that are starting offensive prospects. So David Carr has been in a bit of a drought. He's uh, thrown only one touchdown in four of his seven outings, but I think that he'll have to throw to keep up with Tampa Bay against the Oakland Raiders defense. So get it together. That's what I gotta say about that. Cooper uh, was so disappointing last week with only four catches for 29 yards, yuck. But frankly, rookie cornerback Jalen Ramsey of the Jacksonville Jaguars was just really good. He yeah. held him in check, he did a good job. Uh, so Mark Cooper, I think he'll bounce back this week, but you know, it's been an up and down season for him, let's not lie. Crabtree though. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Only one disappointing week all year, and that was in week six. Last week, he caught eight of his 11 targets for 96 yards and a touchdown. Classic Crabtree. Classic. Uh, now that Latavius Murray is back, he is the number one running back on this team. I don't know how many ways we have to say this. I wrote an article on Pro Football Focus about this. Courtney was the one who was all in on him last week. I thought he was going to still be injured, so I was wrong. Once he came back, it's like, yeah, yep. hello. And I just want to tell you that Latavius Murray played in 42 snaps last week, okay? Next was Ola Wally at 25. Then DeAndre Washington, Mr. I'm going to come and save the planet, only played in uh, 15 snaps. And then, and I have totally lost myself here. And then Richard was in two snaps. So, I mean. Two. Sad. Well, Wally's going to be the goal line guy if they're not giving it to Murray. So. I, we have to just stop. It's, it's going to Murray. Murray going and to I know Murray. that no one wants to play him. But, you know, when he carried the ball 18 times for 59 yards and two touchdowns, I, that's his game. That's what he does. Come on. Know? Game on. on Deal with it. Deal with it. I'm doing the, like, uh, Big Lebowski with the sunglasses. Deal with it meme mm -hmm. gif. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm doing yeah, right here. Yeah. Um. Any questions? <laughs> no. <laughs> if no. you haven't seen David S. Pumpkins, we haven't talked about it in this particular show. Any questions? <laughs> Check it out. There are always there's always a chance that another running back is going to score a touchdown, but I don't know who it is, and nor does anyone else. So, and bench is Clive Walford. It's just not happening. Stop trying to make Clive Walford happen. I wanted it to happen too. He's only had one good game. It was in week two with six catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Other than that, he's never had more than three catches or 27 yards and no other touchdowns. Mm. Boom. Ashley Buccaneers. So Jameis Winston 
is another potential streamer this week. It's a yes. good matchup. Uh, Raiders give up the seventh most points to quarterbacks. And for the most part, Jameis Winston has actually shown up and played very well against bad defenses. So I think you could you could be fine to play him in this situation. Now, he did it pretty good last week as well. 21 of 30 for 269 yards, three touchdowns. I'll take that. He had an interception, but I don't really care about the interception if you get me three touchdowns. That's fine. That's right. I'm fine with that. Uh, so he's somebody that you could possibly stream if you need to. Now, Mike Evans, again, get, guy gets targeted insane amount, 13 targets. He caught eight of them, which is a much better percentage than last year in terms of his completion percentage. So I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. He's a baller right now. Yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. Yeah. But he had two touchdowns mm. and almost 100 yards. But you know what? No big deal. Oakland gives up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers, so he should have an amazing game. Play Mike Evans. He's going to be fantastic. There's been multiple receivers that have gone for over 100 yards against the Raiders, and Mike Evans will certainly be one of them. So play him. Jack Quiz Rogers. We talked about him again. We said that you need to play him. Play him. He had 154 yards. He had 26 touches. That is insane. This isn't like 10, 12, Crazy. 26 touches. It's it's amazing. Now, the Raiders also is a good matchup. They give the 10th most points to running back. So this should be good. And his coaches even said, feed the stud. I want that tagline. Feed the stud. I had that uh, on a t-shirt, actually. <laughs> right. That'd be great. I wear it to Golden Corral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were Nebraska kids and like Golden Corral was like one of the few actual restaurants within like a near vicinity to drive to like the neighboring town to go to our buffet. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, that uh, was a big thing in our family, that buffet. It really was. I used to double it's down on those brownies. It's it really isn't. I actually went and I was so disappointed. I was like, so disappointed. No offense, Golden Corral. I'm, I'm sure, sure people love them. It's great. You have a clientele. Uh, but in Nebraska, we would get steak. Yeah. yeah. We got really right, right. good stuff. Yeah. At the Golden Corral. Not so much no. anymore. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Processed. Yeah. That's anyway. Uh, <laughs> Times so. they are a change. Feed <laughs> the stud. Feed the stud. Feed the stud. So Doug Martin may come back. He may not come back. Uh, you know, he did not practice Wednesday, so I'm not super optimistic, but you never know. Either way, I think you're playing Jack Wiz Rogers at this point in time until you see something substantial stating otherwise. Uh, they're going to be going to him. Even if Doug Martin does come back, I'm not sure. He, he's, he's not fully healthy, obviously, so keep with him. Now, someone that's interesting is the wide receiver Russell Shepard, who was 5 of 6 for 77 yards and had a touchdown. So when Vincent Jackson went down on IR, Cecil Swords was supposed to be the heir apparent who would come up and play, but he was not even targeted. So weird. It's bizarre. I love Russell Shepard. He was not even targeted. So it seems that Shepard actually is the one that's going to step up and take this this role, really. Do you remember one of the, the Tampa Bay uh, beat writer that we talked to loved Russell Shepard? Yeah. Yeah, He's. I think he's going to be the guy. I mean, Cecil Shorts has always proven to be a boom and bust player. Uh, and, and this is an opportunity for Shepard to step up and really have a role here. So... Someone to look at and potentially stream. If you need to dig deep, if you're like me and you've got a lot of injuries on your team, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go get Russell Shepard. Uh, it's a good matchup. 
I feel really good about it. And then Peyton Barber is also a really interesting mix. If you're desperate, he did ha- he did get the ball 12 times for 84 yards. Um, and again, it is a good matchup. So I think there's potential in terms of he's got a really high ceiling here. It's it's it, there's a, a chance for a great game, a low floor. He could he could zero out on you, but he's a definitely a good option if you need somebody that could possibly go off for you. Boom. Seattle Seahawks four and one and one and mm. the New Orleans Saints two and four. Mm. Uh, I love it. I love it so bad. The Seahawks. <laughs> so I mean, what a horrible game. Like I'm looking at stats. Like, I don't even know what to say about this team. But Jimmy Graham, I will tell you this. He's being targeted a lot. He had 10 oh, targets. Granny only caught five of them for only 53 whopping yards. Um, but he is at least being targeted a lot. And I can't say the same for some of our receivers on this team. Now, Jimmy Graham did not practice Wednesday due to his knee, but I'm not too worried about this. This is more of just them resting, you know, one of their vets, a a somewhat injury-prone player. Don't read too much into this. And New Orleans gives up the 17th most points to opposing tight ends, so there's potential for him to have a decent game. Now, Christian Michael, not a good game, 16 carries, 52 yards, um, or New Orleans does give up the second most fantasy points. So even though it's been a little bit rough for him, I think you have to play Christian Michael again because of buys, because we've got so many running backs that are down, so many that are in committee situations. Christian Michael, you have to play because it is such a good matchup. So put him in. I, I agree. You don't feel good about it, but you still have to play him. Doug Baldwin, man, he has been like non-existent non-existent right now. He had 69 yards, which I know isn't horrible. You can't terribly complain. But he has not had a good week, nor has he scored since week three. The Mm. highest outing that he had was six points last week. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now, New Orleans gives the 14th most points to wide receivers, but Russell Wilson, he is not himself. He, He sits there and constantly says that he's not hurt and it's not a big deal. Stop lying to us, Russell. Just watch the tape. It's bad. It's really, it's really, really bad. It's really bad. Um, so I can't tell you to play Russell Wilson. The guy, I, this is shocking. He has literally scored in standard leagues one point more than Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. One point. He is the 24th highest ranked quarterback right now. He's not even remotely considered to be a starter at this point in time. So don't do it. If you need to really stretch for someone, Jermaine Curse um, is someone that could possibly get you four or five points. If that's enough for you, then he's someone you could possibly stream this week. But again, he doesn't have a high upside at all. And they did release CJ Spiller. Just a quick one announced that, that he was released today. Yeah, oh, Brandon, the Saints. Uh, okay, on one hand, this is a tough defense. It's Seattle, right? Of course. But on the other hand, they're at home, and they always play well at home. So I'm going to favor the side of talent at home. I'm starting Drew Brees because he's a stud, period. Yeah. Boom, especially at home. Uh, I'm starting Michael Thomas. Why? Because he is the number one wide receiver on this team. I don't know how many times yeah. I have to tell you that. He has led this team this month with 26 targets for 19 catches and 252 yards. And then Brandon Cooks has back-to-back games with nine targets, seven catches, and a touchdown. In week six, he had 173 yards. In week seven, he had 58 yards. But the whole point is, it's pretty respectable. 
I'll start him too. Uh, sleepers, I'm putting Mike Mark Ingram in there because his mediocrity just depresses me this season. It's going against Seattle. I think that they might shut him down. He has no games so far this season with more than 77 yards. He's yet to have more than 18 carries in a game. And Seattle has yet to allow 51 yards to any running back with less than 21 carries in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so since they don't give him the work, it's just not going to happen. And then Willie Sneed, you know, he's still getting right, right? I mean, mm. and last week he caught nine of his 11 targets for 87 yards, which is great. But I just feel like he's kind of still the odd man out. I know that may not pan out, but he's on my sleepers list. And then uh, Bench, I'm not go- I'm not starting Kobe Fleener in this tough matchup. He's so inconsistent. He has um, two games with 16 or more fantasy points, but then he all the other ones are like under 5 points in standard scoring. I I can't take that. So I'm out. Fleener. Fleener. Detroit Lions 4 and 3 at the Houston Texans 4 and 3. All right, so it's a tough matchup, but I believe Stafford's going to put up a solid 16 points. There's six teams on by. I think that's probably going to be fine for a lot of people. Uh, It's a bad bye week. Houston gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, But let me tell you something, though. Here are the quarterbacks that didn't put up at least 20 points on Houston. I want to read this out loud so that you realize that I'm saying you should start other people as well. The other quarterbacks that have played against Houston, Jay Cutler. Alex Smith, Jacob B. Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Sam Bradford, and Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Way to stop those guys, Houston. (laughs) Way to do that. Feed the stud. Feed the stud. Meanwhile, uh, Andrew Luck scored 23.38 points in in standard scoring without bonuses. So uh, I think it's a little inflated just putting it out there. And that's why I also think it's a little bit inflated that supposedly they give up the fourth fewest points to opposing wide receivers because if those are the quarterbacks – well, of course. So Marvin okay. Jones is still getting the work. Now that Golden Tate is kind of back to form, uh, it hasn't been as good. Same with Anquan Bolden. He's just the man right now. He hasn't gone for over 100 yards since week three. That's Marvin Jones, that is. Uh, but he has scored two touchdowns in the last four weeks. So I'm still starting him. I'm starting Golden Tate now, guys. Yeah. What a 180. For those people who held on to him or bought him Congrats. low. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats. Uh, week six, eight of 10 for 165 yards and a touchdown. Week seven, six of 12 for 93 yards. It is what it is. Again, I told you, he's hurt. He can't get the yards after the catch when he has an ankle injury. It got to the point where you probably had to drop him. But man, if you could pick him up back up, congrats. And uh, you know what's really crazy? So we have this a stat in Pro Football Focus. It's about the quarterback rating throwing towards a particular wide receiver, okay? And um, so basically... Uh, you know, if you have that highest ranking, it's awesome. So Matthew Stafford has a 129.9 quarterback rating when targeting Anquan Bolden. That's awesome. Third highest in the league. Yeah. You know what his quarterback rating is when he throws towards Marvin Jones? 133.0. That's the second highest rating. The number one rating is Dak Prescott throwing to Cole Beasley. Boom! Times they are a changing. It's crazy out there. Theoretic <laughs> is practicing, but on a limited basis. And I'm not touching anyone else on this team other than that, including Eric Ebron, who may or may not be back, but he hasn't been in for a long time. I'm out. 
Yeah, I've never, I've never touched. So you're Utah. saying next year we need to draft Marvin Jones and Quan Bolden and Cole Beasley? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do that. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that yet. I'm saying if, if you, if that's prepared. what, that's what I heard, Corey. Did you just hear her say? I heard, I heard, <laughs> I heard that Cole Beasley is the, yeah. the number, number one wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is what I, I freaking love Cole mm-hmm. Beasley, though. You know that all year. Well, it's Tony Romo's team, so when he comes back, we'll see about oh, that. Oh no, stop! All right, Ashley, the Texans. <laughs> so <laughs> I was um, doing my write up, and I'm like going through, and I was like, all right. I'm going to go to Yahoo and I'm going to look at the top 25 of each position. And that's, I'm going to start my notes. I'm you know, going and doing my notes. And I literally, and even with the wide receivers, I went to the top 50. I went to whole top 50 wide receivers for the week. I had zero notes for Houston. Mm-hmm. Not one person <laughs> fell into the top 25 <laughs> in a category. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I have literally no notes. On Houston. So we're going to brush through this really quick. <laughs> Grand is against the Broncos, but I was just like, oh, shocking. Anyway. Um, Broncos are good. They are good. And yeah. poor, poor Brock, because, you know, we're Broncos fans, obviously. We, we've never hid that little secret. Um, I don't think it's poor Brock. And it, I our, don't think our, poor is that we didn't hit him more. Well, our parents send us a text message that they had, like, Brock jerseys. When you enter into the stadium that so fans could like walk on top of the brock bronco jerseys. broncos jerseys yeah. oh, so it's really sad so it's, i was just like oh man it's sad uh, ashley it's not sad i just know. sent tear emojis that's all i could do i felt bad about it a little bit I feel um, bad about it loser but <laughs> so. i don't feel bad about it though he's laughing all the way to the bank yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And actually, he plays really well against bad defenses and at home. I think he's going to have a good game. Oh, whatever. Well, we'll talk you about heard. Lamar I heard Miller. You. I can't wait to make fun of you. So here's our situation. Lamar Miller technically, as you know, is really the only potential must-start on this team. Now, the reason I don't have him 100% on the must-start is because he does have a shoulder injury and is considered day-to-day, and he was limited in practice on Wednesday. Now, he had a split-carry situation, which was unexpected. He only rushed for 11 times, which is like half the carries he gets on a weekly basis. The guy is always in the 20 touch count. Um, And only for 61 yards, which wasn't horrible, but then Alfred Blue had – an equal amount of touches in Levin for 63 yards. You may be looking at a split carry situation again here. Um, but again, that might be enough for you. And that, might, and that probably is still worth playing in a flex if you need to. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, we've talked about this. I don't even, it's, it's just getting out of control. He only had five catches for 36 yards. He was, and he was targeted 12 times, though. But again, not yeah. all of those targets are good targets. So you can't necessarily hold that. Yeah, <laughs> targets. targets. Targets, um, 20 quote, feet over unquote. your head, target. Brock does not feed his stud. He does not feed his stud. He's starving and, his stud. Uh, he's starving. <laughs> I need some... Uh, it's like juice fasting. Gosh, I need some Sarah McLaughlin to play right now with like the sad dog. And I need like a... Somebody needs to do a video for me of like literally Sarah McLaughlin with the sad dog videos, but just DeAndre Hopkins' face being starved. Texans are raising money to bail the Houston Texans out of Brock Osweiler's contract. Well, That's I will say, I think it's unfair. I think it's, I think it's also unfair. I think it's unfair to, to sign years. a guy who has yet to prove himself. He was bad against New England, Minnesota, 
Denver Broncos, like people that, uh, listen, when Aaron Rodgers played the Minnesota Vikings, people thought that he needed to rethink his career. Remember? Seriously. What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm cutting him a little bit of slack. Heated situation. I mean, Brock has got some work <laughs> to do for sure. The guy 100% needs to work on his accuracy. Correct. It's the accuracy for me is a problem. You know, it's oof. But again, I, I, he did to some extent prove himself last year to some extent. Um, I don't agree with that. But I'm with well, I know, but what Absolutely I'm saying is I think he proves himself for someone to be willing to take a chance on him. Not 70, at that 72 price, million? I don't think so. But he did prove himself as someone that you'd want to sign. What I find really interesting, and this is a complete random tangent, is Bill O'Brien being called the quarterback whisperer. Who in the world has he whispered? I mean, he has had every potential quarterback that should be whispered to between Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Schaub. I mean, he has had so many quarterbacks of these potential that could have been whispered sweet nothings to, to produce nothing. Absolutely Real nothing. fast, real fast. If we're going to go on this tangent about Brock Osweiler, let's just be honest here. He has had turnovers in every single game except against Denver, okay? Not only that, but his – No, he did. He fumbled. Game. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Interception. An interception in every single game. So you're right. Turnovers in all of his games. His best game was 16.6 points. And you're right at Brandon. That was against Indianapolis and Chicago. He's only able to get 16.6. When KC was awful, he got 10.4 points. 15 points against Tennessee. He has gone up against defenses that are no bueno, and he still is no Tennessee is a good defense. Tennessee is a sneaky good defense. I will concur, but he, no, no. We're not cutting him slack, you guys. I, I'm saying. Awful. I'm saying he's You got to give him more than eight games. He Seven has games. DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. There's All no I'm case. saying is Bill O'Brien apparently needs to stop whispering, and let's talk in a real tone, real mm-hmm. voice at Brock, and actually help him out here. Uh, you quarterback whisper you, uh, mm-hmm. but I do. I agree with Brand. I think it's a little bit unfair to judge him entirely. There's a lot of quarterbacks in a new system that takes some time, a lot of money spent on him. I agree with that. But with that said, we spent a lot of time on the Houston Texans. I literally had zero notes for initials. Sorry, uh, but you really can't play we on this there. team. We you can't there. play anyone on this team because we've got this delightful little Brock situation, and now we've got to potentially hurt Lamar Miller. So. Moving yeah, on. if you didn't get the point, Brock's on the bench. New England Patriots <laughs> six and one. The Buffalo Bills four and three. All right. Well, I, you know the Bills are actually kind of a tough defense. So normally I just say start everyone, uh, but I do want to say this: the Bills give up the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Brady threw for four hundred and six yards his first week back, three hundred and seventy six his second week back, and two hundred and twenty two his third week back. So you start him, but just FYI, heads up, heads up, Uh, start Rob Gronkowski always, especially this year with no tight ends in the league. And then the Bills give up the 13th most fantasy points to opposing running backs, if you can believe that. So you're starting Blunt and James White. James White has three receiving touchdowns over the last two games. Hello. Sleepers. Adam, by the way, also, I don't know how many times I need to put James White in our freaking waiver wires email, but I'm like, hello. Back him up. Him. I haven't ranked really high. Yeah, he should be. And you know what? Uh, by the way, if you don't get our newsletter, please subscribe at herfantasyfootball.com. We send it out 
on uh, Tuesdays, and then we also send you an injury report on Saturdays. Boom. Sleepers, Edelman makes me cranky. What? What? So, so bad. bad. This is questionable due to a foot injury, but everyone expects him to play. But here's the thing. Last week he caught a season-high nine passes, but only for 60 yards, and then he fumbled. He has Why? no touchdowns on the season. I, I, it's just been bad. I don't know what to say yeah. about him. Bench, uh, you know, uh, actually Buffalo gives up the 11th fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, so I'm not messing with anyone here as a sleeper. And Martellus Bennett's questionable due to an ankle injury, was limited. He's boomer bust anyway, so he's on my bench as well. Listen, to me, this could be a very defensive game. I don't want to say it's going to be Seattle, Arizona, point two, but it's it's going to be close mm. to me. I, I, and maybe not. But I, I mean, feel like Goss both Kowski of these defenses are good. A kick last week. He's having a rough so, year. So it could be. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the Bills, no one on this team is healthy, you guys. Mm. McCoy's list is questionable, but I would think that after, you know, after putting him in last week, that he probably is going to get re-injured again. So I would say he's more of a doubtful. I'd say most likely he's not going to go. As my sleepers, Robert Woods. Woods was out last week and remains questionable this week with a foot injury. He was limited at practice on Wednesday. If he plays, he's no more than a flex. Marquise Goodwin would be the guy this week, but he too is questionable suffering a concussion last week. This is his second time in concussion protocol this year. So that's mm. not good. Again, mm. if he does play, he was flex. such a good option, though. Man. I know. Flex. Mike Gillisley. Gillisley is listed as questionable with a foot injury. He was mm. limited in practice on Wednesday, even though he might be the main back with Reggie Bush coming in. The Patriots give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Bush did have a touchdown, but it was his only carry of the game last week. Sound familiar? I think we talked about somebody else who had one rushing mm -hmm. yard for a touchdown. But he played uh, more snaps. He played snaps and he got receptions. But I, I'm saying that against New England, who doesn't have any wide receivers to possibly to cover, they're going to be <laughs> shutting down the run. Um, so it, 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 they're sleepers. There are worse options out there. Um, but hopefully for you, there are better Would options. Would you rather Bush or Gillisley? Because I'm thinking Bush. Bush is healthier. But that was one week, you guys. The two previous weeks before that, Gillisley scored a touchdown, even with McCoy full True. go. No, you're right. So it's one week with Bush getting involved in the offense. So it's I don't know. how hurt Gillisley is. Yeah, it does depend on how hurt Gillisley is. It's not like Bush is some guy who's like, doesn't get injured, too. I mean, yeah. it, the whole team's questionable. What's to say Bush isn't going to be questionable halfway through the game, too? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems to be a, a theme here for the Buffalo Bills. So um, I think I would still go Gillisley, but I get it for Bush. Yeah. You have to see how this these – these um, injuries go throughout the week. As far as the bench, I'm going to bench the only healthy guy out there, Tyrod Taylor. Sad. Um, it is sad, but who is he going to throw to? You know, there's no one around him. Buffalo already had their good game against the Patriots. I don't think they're going to get two. So I don't mm. see this happening again, especially with Brady behind center. I just don't see the same mojo. Um, Buffalo's defense I'm putting on the bench and Charles Clay – we keep thinking Clay's gonna come and be this thing. 
He's not. He's not. Again, listed as questionable with a knee injury, but just can't trust him. Uh, New York Jets, 2-5 and five at the Cleveland Browns, 0-7. Oh Jets. <laughs> oh, Jets. Um, we'll get to some stuff, and then I'll get to the, the, the quarterback situation, which is all that really matters on this team anyway. Uh, Brandon Marshall, he didn't have a great game. He only caught three passes for 39 yards, but I don't want you freaking out about that because it was a very heavy run kind of week. Forte was running well. They just kind of stuck with the run. We had an injury to Geno Smith. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. They didn't know what was going to happen. They ran. And I'm okay sad. with that. Now, Cleveland gives up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So Brandon Marshall should be just fine this week. No need to panic. Quincy Anua, he doesn't get targeted all that much. He's only He caught two of his four targets. Graham is for 73 yards and a touchdown. Woo! Which is great. Yeah, I just I have a hard time when you're not getting targeted very often playing him. But he does have upside. Um, but that touchdown did come from Geno Smith, and it was in the first half, and he was virtually shut out after that. So it's hard because with wide receivers, it really does come down to chemistry with your quarterbacks. Now, Grant, he has had some good inconsistent Patrick, mm. but he is exactly he's so inconsistent. You've got to hope that you know you've got to hope for a boom. Um, the Browns, you know, it's the Browns that get the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So you're hoping that this would be one of those weeks. So based on the match, I think you can play him, but temper your expectations. Uh, Robbie Anderson, he caught all three of his targets. Again, not target a lot, but it was for 41 yards. Uh, and, he did, and he rushed for 30 yards, which is really interesting. So he is basically kind of solidifying himself as that third wide receiver. So because we have so many teams... Uh, on by this week is the only reason I'm even mentioning a third wide receiver on this team who's basically had one flash, but someone you could possibly look at if you really need to dig deep and maybe you need someone, someone that you're hoping isn't going to zero out for you. Now, Matt Forte, he rushed 30 times. <laughs> That's a lot of touches uh, for 101 yards and a touchdown. And he had an extra 54 yards on top of that in the air um, and another touchdown. He did great. And Bilal Powell was really basically non-existent. He only had four touches compared to Forte's 30. So um, Forte was limited in practice, but I think this was mainly just them trying to, you know, make sure Forte's healthy, vet rule kind of a situation. Um, <clears throat> the Browns give up a lot of yards on the ground, almost 140 per game. So Jeremy Hill tore it up as we saw against the Browns. So I think you can expect Matt Forte to do the same. And then that takes us to our quarterback situation. You are benching both of them. Geno Smith goes in. He started to have a fairly decent game of four for eight, 95 yards. He came out in the second quarter. Uh, excuse me, had a touchdown as well. Uh, he has suffered a torn MCL and will be out for the season, which now puts Ryan Fitzpatrick back at the helm. Um, mm. But And he was expressed some dis, you know, not happy about being taken out. But you know what? His coach is completely fine that he's, pissed off as long as that means no turnovers so maybe this will be a good thing maybe this is a fire under his belly but what i will say is and we've talked about this they had a really hard stretch of games and they are now entering into a much easier stretch of games last week was a good matchup cleveland is a great matchup after this is miami which is another great matchup that gives up a lot of points to quarterbacks the rams come next but they're not they're middle of the pack, technically. So he's got a good stretch of games coming here. So if you're in a two-quarterback league, don't be afraid to play Ryan Fitzpatrick. I have him. I know he has gotten us like literally less than one point in one week, but I think you can feel okay about him for the next few games. Listen, if I was Fitzpatrick, I'd be pissed too. I mean, 
the Jets should have had him go down with a thumb injury. Yep. Yeah, they should have been much more respectful. <laughs> much more respectful. <laughs> Anyways, the Dude. Browns. Josh McCown might be back. <gasps> Woo! He returned to practice and supposedly is humming the ball and quote unquote and has some quote unquote pep in his step. And after seeing his daughter's <laughs> friends all in his jerseys, I believe it. That make me excited too. I've I've accomplished something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he is expected to start actually, and the Jets give up the tenth most points to opposing quarterbacks. I think if Josh McCown is the starter this week, I think they will get their first win. Hey, against your Jets, Brandon. It's okay. You're a Jet. I'm just a realist. You'll take, you'll take one. That's right. Uh, the Jets also give up the fourth most points to opposing wide receivers, so you'll start prior if McCown's in. Uh, prior is questionable with a nagging hamstring injury, but he keeps playing through it, so watch that injury report. Uh, I'm starting Isaiah Crowell. Last week, 12 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Caught three of his four targets for 16 yards. He's back, especially if McCown's yeah. back. And Corey Coleman returned to practice as well. It's like Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> so uh, many presents. So many. He practiced on a limited basis, and he's not allowed to catch the ball yet. So it's a long shot for him to start this week. But the good news is that he's back at practice, and he is on his way. Uh, sleepers, Gary Barnage. You guys, I know, no touchdowns this year. But since week three, he's put up at least 57 yards in every outing, five or more targets in every game other than his goose egg in week one. And that was without – McCown for the majority of the season uh, and weird, but he's fifth in the league for yards and catches. He just doesn't have touchdowns. That's why you guys think he stinks, but he doesn't. So if he's out on your waivers, go get him. Uh, only one double digit fantasy performance and standard scoring all year for Duke Johnson. And even in PPR, it's been. Hmm. That could change with Josh McCown, but yeah. I don't know. So he's on a sleeper list, but meh. And uh, I'm not playing Ricardo Lewis or Andrew Hawkins, but they are two wide receivers I will consider playing in the future uh, if Josh McCown is on the field. Boom. All right, guys, 4 o'clock Eastern games. There's only a couple. Sad. San Diego Chargers 3-4, and four, the Denver Broncos 5-2. and two. It's crazy how quickly these two are playing each other. They I know back only to had back. like a two game break in between. Um, Philip Rivers, he had a great game against the Falcons. We all knew that game was going to be a, a shootout, and it was 371 yards. Only one touchdown, surprisingly, but still a lot of yards. Uh, 27 of 44 passes. That is a lot of passes to be throwing. Um, but what I will say is, much like a few weeks ago when they played, this is a very tough matchup for Philip Rivers. Denver gives up the third fewest points to quarterbacks uh, while he is coming off a great week with his most yards of the season. He is now going back to play the Broncos in which he only threw for 178 yards and mm. one touchdown. It was not a good matchup a few weeks ago. And I think you're going to see something pretty similar this week. So don't expect big numbers, quite honestly, out of probably anyone on this team. But Melvin Gordon, I do not know why people are still not all on board with Melvin Gordon. Yes, so many trade questions last week. I was offended. Why don't I people? Like, I don't get have it. Melvin Gordon. None like, of us have Melvin Gordon. Like, why would I, you do that? Why? 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 Guess it. Melvin Gordon's another one I ranked really high this year. 
You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But he's been solid. He ran 22 times for 68 yards. He had two touchdowns. He had another 53 yards off six receptions. Uh, He was the highest scoring running back last week. Get on board. Get on board and play him. Now, I will say their coach, uh, the running backs coach, Ollie Wilson, did say that they might try to lighten his load purely because he's getting so many touches. Mm. I think they clearly are maybe also a little nervous about injuries as this team has suffered a lot of injuries. Um, But I'm not sure they're actually going to give him that few more of touches. And even if they do soften it a little bit, I think his production will still be there. Um, So I'm really not too worried about it. Denver, you can run on. So of everybody, Melvin Gordon's the one to play. They give the 14th most fantasy points to running backs and overall they're allowing 116 rushing yards a game so you can run on them and melvin gordon will run on them so make sure you play him tyrell williams i'm a little bit concerned with he did play and he actually caught seven of his 10 targets for 140 yards but he was not practicing on wednesday and he wasn't known to really suffer an injury apparently in the game but for whatever reason he's not really playing uh, so Denver gives up the, the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. He did not have a fantastic time last week play the Broncos. He was only three of three for 28 yards. I think it's going to be pretty similar. So, um, I don't love that. So we've got a potential injury there. Travis Benjamin's potentially injured still as well with his knee. Um, I don't love that. So Dontrell Inman, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually has the game this week. He was three of six for 58 yards. Um, he is playing in, in, in the majority of the offensive snaps. So I think you could possibly go with him. Check out Hunter Henry. He's, he suffered a concussion. He's in concussion protocol, mm. which meant that Antonio Gates then stepped up. Uh, he had 10 targets, but only for 38 yards. So if that's enough for you, okay. Uh, I don't think it is. But Hunter Henry was limited in practice on Wednesday. But again, you need to check your injury reports to see if he is playing. Boom. Denver Broncos. Listen, it would be easy for me to list off stats from two weeks ago when they played the Broncos or when they played the Chargers, but they're in the Broncos' house and they've already, the Chargers have already won one. So I I just am not going to judge it by one game. I think this is the Broncos' game to redeem themselves against the Chargers, coming off a big win against Brock Osweiler. I just think that it, it is time. And if, if you remember that game, he, at Brandon Ashley just kind of played it out. It wasn't the Chargers' offense that won the game. It was the Chargers' defense that won the game. Um, and although the Chargers' defense is okay in fantasy points, they've only had two games of 12 fantasy points, and they, all the others have been like five and four. So it's not, it's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen. Demarius Thomas, don't watch him play. Like Mike Evans of 2015, it's not pretty. But he did manage to get you the double digits last week. He is listed as questionable, but he should be ready to go on Sunday. Um, and I think he's going to score his fifth touchdown in the next and fifth touchdown in the last six games. Manuel Sanders, you have to be okay with eight fantasy points because that is what you're going to get. I have him ranked a little high, but he is consistently going to give you eight fantasy points, and that is a lot better than you can say about a lot of the top wide receivers you drafted. So eight Sanders is your guy. Mm-hmm. Denver's defense, 
Brandon McManus, they're both must-starts. As far as the bench, you guys, C.J. Anderson is listed as doubtful and will most likely miss a few games, not just this week, but a few games. Go get Devontae Booker if he is still available, guys. Go get him. Run, to don't me, walk. That's right. Run, don't walk. The Broncos have been working um, him into the offense the last few weeks anyway, so it's not like he's just going to be like picking up the ball all of a sudden. Uh, last week, Booker had 83 yards and a touchdown on 17 carries. I think he's a must-start against the Chargers to give up the six must-fantasy points to running backs. And Trevor Simeon, you guys, he has one big game, and other than that, he averages 10 fantasy points a game. He is Brock Osweiler. That's okay. Because <laughs> that's what works in the Denver's Denver's game plan. Okay, that's why you should have taken the money. Green Bay Packers four and two. The Atlanta Falcons four and three. The Packers. Aaron Rodgers, thank God, had a good game. Had a huge Woo! game last week. Everybody had a huge game, except of course Jordy Nelson, and we will get to that later. Mm. But let's start off with Rodgers. A happy note. Aaron Rodgers had 326 yards and three touchdowns. No interceptions. He is a clear must-start. Randall Cobb started his season poorly, but, man, he has bounced back after their bye in week four. He has seen double digits, uh, targets, and fantasy points in the last three weeks. Even though he's listed as questionable this week, he is practicing and should be ready to go on Sunday. Ty Montgomery. Here's the deal, you guys. We talked about this a little bit Sexy. earlier. It's tough, right? Because in different leagues, they have them in different things. Because we know Eddie Lacy's out. James Starks is out. Ty Montgomery is the back. But you can only play him as the back in ESPN and in FanDuel. So as far as Yahoo and other sites, he's still listed as only a receiver. But gosh darn it, I think he's a fabulous receiver to put in. Put him in, you guys. He's a yeah. must-start. He saw 13 targets last week as the back and 12 the week before. So with that kind of di diverse player, I think he has to be in your lineup. I have no concern of Niall Davis taking over, um, you know, taking too many touches away from him. I'm an all-go. Jordy Nelson. Nelson saw a season low of four targets last week, and th that was against the Bears. Started off so strong, but I am not losing faith in him yet, you guys. So okay. keep it together. I am yeah. still starting him as a flex or a wide receiver three. I think you will find the end zone this week. Because Devontae Adams is not going to have 16 targets for 132 yards and two touchdowns again. Gosh darn it. I swear to you, Adams, you are the <laughs> worst player in the NFL. All right? Worst. So inconsistent, I can't even stand it. He did the same thing to us last year. He would be god-awful so bad to the point where we would drop him, and then he'd be like the number one wide receiver. Then the boom. The worst. The worst. Great for daily if you need he's someone still, like that. He's still a yeah. starter. All right? He's still starting, but gosh darn it. <laughs> Mason Crosby's a starter. Sleepers, there's none. Bench, Green Bay Packers, defense. Bye. It's the Falcons. It's Julio and Matt Ryan. Yeah. Okay. So Tevin Coleman is listed as questionable, but no one thinks he's actually going to play due to his hamstring injury that took him out of the game last week. So you can count him out. That means you can definitely count on Devontae Freeman. And again, you can count on him before. He's just incredibly efficient and gets a bunch of work. Always start Julio. Green Bay also gives it the 12th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Feed the beast. 
Any questions? <laughs> no. Uh, and then Jacob Tammy, I have in my sleepers just because he keeps catching touchdowns. You could probably do worse in this bye week situation. So I had to put him out there. And then Muhammad Sanu, I'm not going to tell you. To, no. No. It was Seattle. Okay. Yeah. All right, Sunday night game, Philadelphia Eagles 4-2, and two, the Dallas Cowboys 5-1. and one. Start Philadelphia's defense. Duh. I don't care who they're playing. You have to start Philadelphia's defense. And that's all, you guys. The sleepers goes to Jordan Matthews. Uh, he's a seven-point wide receiver. That's it. That's all she wrote. Yep. That's good enough for you. Put him in as your flex. Ryan Matthews. Matthews has fumbled the ball in the fourth quarter in the last two games. He has also had only six fantasy points in the last two games in standard leagues. Coach Pedersen says he hasn't moved on from Matthews yet, so if six fantasy points is good enough for you, okay. <laughs> Dallas gives up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. It's not going to be pretty. Zach Ertz. This is a great matchup for Ertz, but unlike most rookie quarterback tight ends, is not in Wentz's vision of how he's going to play so this game. Crazy. He's had three targets in each of his last three games. Jack Doyle, as we talked about earlier, he's a much better option. Pick him up yeah. instead. Caleb Sturgis last week has his, was his worst game with seven fantasy points. And he's only owned in 15% of leagues, you guys. What? I think he's worth playing. Yeah. Hello. On my bench, guys, Carson Wentz. At this point, he is no more than a streamer. Dallas gives up the 13th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. But Wentz hasn't had over 180 yards in the last two weeks with a one-to-two ratio. So it's a big risk playing him, and I think there are better options this week. The Cowboys. Well, yeah. San this is a Sunday night. It's crazy. Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, anyone with that kind of volume needs to be started. Des Bryant is probably coming back. He had 102 receiving yards in week two, a touchdown in week three. I mean, you know, he's hurt, but now he's back. I'm tempering my expectations, but I feel like he has some touchdown upside, so I'm okay with it. Uh, Cole Beasley, again. Number one wide receiver. Number one. Number one. Number one. By the way, also, he works in the slot, whereas Dez is on the outside, so it's not even competing for targets. It's just beautiful. Um, Dak Prescott only has one game of over 20 fantasy points in standard scoring. Philadelphia has given up the absolute fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, supposedly, Tony uh, might not be ready until week nine. Guys, I don't know what we're going to do with Tony Romo. Sad. Basically, this is me rambling to get to Tony Romo. I don't understand it. I think you should still hold on to Dak Prescott. If Tony Romo is available, you have to go with it. But I'm betting Tony Romo gets a thumb injury in week 10. Mm -hmm. That's respect. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Jason Witten, no touchdowns on the season, averages 45.7 yards per game. That might be enough for you, depending on your league. Only you know how desperate you are. Yeah. I can't tell you that. And then the bench uh, with Des back, you can't play Bryce Butler or Terrence Williams. Boom. Monday night game, Minnesota Vikings 5-1, and one, the Chicago Bears 1-6. This would be a painful game. Um, 
as game of was, the week. As was last week. week's game for the Vikings. I was like, is this seriously like five turnovers, turnovers in a row back to back to I mean, it was like a circus. Brutal. It was so good. It was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So um I really only have one must start on this team at the moment, and I don't even feel good about it. I don't feel good about it because Kyle Rudolph, who was great, uh, did not have a amazing game. He still had 55 yards, which you can't be you can't be angry to get five points out of your tight end. But he had 11 targets, so you can't bench a tight end that gets 11 targets in I a agree. game. I mean, he gets targeted far too much for you to not play him. He is worth the risk of playing. Um, just just do the targets. And it's not a great matchup. Chicago does give up the 10th fewest points to this position. But again, those targets. Oof. Um, what I will say is they have held every single tight end they've played to less 50 yards or less all season long. But I do think Rudolph will probably get 50 yards or less. But I think he'll be able to score. So this is what's yes. going to push him above to still make him worth playing. I hope I don't have to eat my words on that. You better score, Rudolph. You better. <laughs> um, Bradford really struggled against the Eagles. Again, very, very painful to watch. Uh, he was sacked six times and had three turnovers. So that hurt. He's allowed a bad game, right? He is, a lo- he is allowed a bad game. Uh, slide. This is it's, it's it's a middle of the pack matchup. Chicago is at the fifteenth most points to quarterbacks, so it it is what it is. Um, I don't think you really need to play Brad for this point in time, but if you're desperate, you know it's not a horrible matchup, and he's going to want to prove something after last week's game. So I'm most angry because my hand has been forced, ladies. You know I never want to talk about Cordell Patterson. In fact, I've boycotted him all season long. Ranked him. Oh, you have forced my hand, Peterson, Patterson, excuse me. Uh, he caught seven of his targets, and uh, all seven of them for 67 yards, and he had a touchdown. Um, Chicago gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers, so there's a great chance that he will do well this week. He scored in the last two weeks. Granted, they've been all kind of junk plays and some freaky plays, but that's fine. Points are points. Um so I think that he's somebody that if you need some high upside, he's somebody you can play. Obviously, Stefan Diggs, if healthy, he should be playing. Adam Thielen, I've talked about a few different times. Not targeted a whole lot, but he has been kind of someone that Bradford has kind of honed in on. So I think I'm okay with him if you need to stream somebody. Again, you need to be in a really crazy deep situation to stream Adam Thielen, but someone to think about with the buys. And then we've got a really bad running back situation here with Jarek McKinnon who went out with an ankle injury. Um, it's not determined whether he is going to play or not. Um, so you got that really lovely situation of, is it going to be McKinnon? Is it going to be Aziata? Uh, I, I feel like it probably will be Matt Aziata just because they're yeah. going to him on the goal line. So if I had to choose one, that's who I'm going with, but I don't feel great about it. Boom. And it's a bad matchup too, because Chicago gives up the six fewest points to running backs, period. So even with the uncertainty of which one is going to be. It's a bad matchup. So just try to look elsewhere. All right, guys, the bears. Listen, Minnesota gives up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, second fewest to wide receivers, seventh fewest to running backs and ninth fewest to tight ends. The struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Do Bye. not play any of them. I guess Alshon Jeffrey is a sleeper as in like, if you have to simply because Mr. Jay Cutler 
miraculously came back from that terrible, terrible thumb injury. Mm. Mm. And Cutler and Jeffrey do love each other very, very much on the field. So I will give him as that. I will give him that. Um, let me just say, average points for a quarterback against Minnesota is 11.8. Not good. Jordan Howard. Howard has been on a downhill oh. spiral since his big game in week five. It is so frustrating. You may need to find another running back for the rest of this season, you guys. Mm. Definitely this week against the Vikings. No bueno. For more info on the backfield for future weeks, Linkford returns to practice this week. Kadeem Carey is seeing an increase of carries, but he's only had five fantasy points in the last two weeks. So both of them is kind of like that's that that's the situation right now in the backfield. And I'm gonna have to put Cameron Meredith and Zach Miller on the bench. It's Minnesota guys. It's Minnesota. Mm. Oh yeah, Chicago's defense. That too. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Obviously. All right, guys, it's week eight. Again, get them out of your lineups. The Los Angeles Rams, Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, San Francisco 49ers, and the Baltimore Ravens. If you guys have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Also, you can listen to our show on SiriusXM Fantasy Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Until then, you guys, good luck and no more faking it.